Welcome to the State of Business with the Ohio Society of CPAs. I'm Jessica Salerno, Senior Content Manager at OSCPA, and this is the show for CPAs and accountants, where we cover the latest in technology, business development, career management, and more. This week, I spoke with Chris Axine, CPA, Principal at Ray & Associates, and a member of OSCPA's Federal Tax Committee about the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act, also known as the CARES Act. We discussed certain provisions of the CARES Act, such as the Qualified Improvement Property Fix, NOL carrybacks, and an acceleration of the ability to claim AMT credit refunds for C-Corps. There are specific deadlines to some of these provisions, which Chris explains, because accountants don't want to miss these for their own businesses or for their clients. Here's what he had to say. What do you think members need to know about the CARES Act and the upcoming deadlines? Yeah, so um, as a part of the CARES Act, really there were um, several different provisions that impacted both individuals and businesses. And of course, the, um, what, the, what I refer to as the stimulus checks that the individuals received um, you know, was one part of that. But then on the, on the business side, there were several um, other provisions that um, also were um, modified from um, most particularly the Tax Reform Act that happened at the end of uh, 2017. Um, and so really with regard to businesses, there's um, three kind of general areas um, that got fixed with or, and or updated with the CARES Act. And that's the Qualified Improvement Property fix, the so-called retail fix uh, for depreciation, the NOL carrybacks, so they modified the rules to um, allow carrybacks for for up to five years for both businesses and and individuals, and then also for C-Corps, an acceleration of the ability to to, uh, claim AMT credit refunds. So Within that, there are some deadlines that the IRS put out there that uh, most particularly for AMT credit uh, carrybacks for 2018, as well as NOL carrybacks for a, if they were generated in 2018. Um, the deadline to file a so-called um, uh, accelerated carryback uh, is June 30. And so wanted to make sure that our membership was in the loop on that and that they didn't miss this date because there are, in terms of the timing of how quickly um, clients can get money, it it depended on which filing method you go with. And and, um, the Form 1139 for C-Corps or 1045 for individuals, that's the one that has a June 30 date on it, and that's important because by filing those forms, the IRS must process those at a, within a maximum of 90 days and issue the refund versus filing via a so-called amended return, 1120X, um, a 1040X, which has no statutory time period with when which the IRS must process them and and then issue a refund. So, and particularly given where we are with COVID-19, the IRS, most of the IRS is is at home and there isn't anybody there to process 
the the 1040 and 1120x for him. So um, the reality there is, is it could be you know it could be several months, if not till the end of the year, if you if you went that route. So it's important to the extent that you can that we not miss the June 30 date for our clients. That you know for those members that are in public accounting or for those members that are in industry where their employer you know may have some of these attributes. And are there any parts, I know that you mentioned the three different areas um, that you hear accountants, your peers being uh, frustrated with or having a hard time um, figuring out? Yeah, so, um, uh, you know, just in general, keeping up with all the nuances, you know, and, and with the Tax Reform Act, but, you know, so let's talk about NOLs. On, on the Tax Reform Act, there were significant uh, changes to how NOL, NOLs work, uh, both for individuals and for businesses. And, and part of that was a pay for, for reduced tax rates and, and other benefits that Congress gave to taxpayers. So trying to balance the, the tax equation there. Um, and under the old rules, NOLs used to be able to carry them back two years and then forward for 20 years. Um, that all changed for NOLs that were generated starting in 2018 and coming forward. Um, that now they're under the, um, the Tax Reform Act, they, there was no ability to carry back anymore. Uh, but on the flip side of that, there was no expiration. They carried forward indefinitely, uh, as opposed to expiring in 20 years. And then, and then finally, an additional tweak is. Previously, if you the ability to de deduct an NOL, you could do that up to 100% of your taxable income in a given year. For 2018 and forward, the the there was a limitation on being able to offset only 80% of your taxable income with an NOL carry forward. So th those were the rules that existed prior to CARES Act, uh, and now with CARES Act, what they did was again is a what tools did Congress have to help get money into cash flow into the hands of business owners um, as quickly as they could? Well, one of those levers, if you will, was um, tinkering with the NOL rules. And so what they did was temporarily, they said for any NOLs generated in tax years ending in 2018, 2019, or 2020, you can carry those back five years. Uh, so back to even pre-tax reform and, and get a refund. And the, the mechanism for doing that, as, as we discussed in the beginning, um, in order to get it quickly is, is the 1139 form for a C-Corp or a 1045 for an individual. Um, also, if for some reason you can't carry it back, uh, you had a 2018 loss that you can't carry it back, you know, entirely in that five-year look-back period, so you have some carrying forward, um, but that carry forward through years 2019 and 20 um, is not subject to that previous 80% of taxable income limitation. So, you know, the, the rules change. So as, as just as soon as we were getting comfortable with what the Tax Reform Act did, now they came along and changed the rules again and, you know, getting up to speed on, uh, on how how those rules work, how they apply to client base, and most particularly, you know, in terms of timing, 
um, to get the money in the hands of our business, filing the right form on behalf of our clients to do so. And I know you just mentioned, you know, the, the rules change. So do you feel like most accountants, your peers are kind of able to keep up with this? Or do you feel like they're struggling with um, all the pressure that this uh, additional rule changes are bringing? Yeah, well, absolutely. It's, um, I certainly have heard from, from serving on the um, federal tax committee for the Ohio Society and, and, and other firms, smaller firms that I work with in the course of my practice that you know, they're limited. They don't have the horsepower to, to keep up with, um, you know, the, it's what it feels like the ever-changing uh, rules. And particularly, uh, you know, with regard to the, the Paycheck Protection Program part of CARES Act and getting the, the so-called grant money and, and helping clients apply for that. So, you, you know, they have to pick and choose where they can, you know, spend their finite number of hours they have in the day. And so, there are firms, smaller firms, that have established relationships, you know, with bigger firms to help them with that, um, to you know, to do the the heavy lifting in that area and then um, pass along that information so that, you know, they can focus their time uh, on what they need to. So I absolutely believe there may be some members and working in smaller firms out there that were solely focused on helping their their clients get money through the you know, the PPP program and, and maybe I've heard something about changes to NOLs, but may not necessarily be aware that, you know, again, in terms of focused on timing of how quickly can we get money in our clients' hands, um, that there might be some deadlines coming up. And were there any other deadlines that you think are important members know about? So um, there's a, yes, there's a, there's a, uh, another one that really probably has um, a limited applicability, but I, I guess I bring it up in terms of the example of how, um, you know, Congress and, and the IRS, it seems like, can never make something as straightforward as and simple as maybe as it should be. And so I mentioned there's a June 30 date. Um, there's also a July 27th date. Uh, so it's a later date for a fiscal year, and this would be in all for 99% of the time, would be a fiscal year C Corp that for the year that ended um, in 2018, so the beginning of the year started in 2017 and it ended in 2018, so it straddled the time frame of when the, um, the Tax Reform Act came into law. Um, under the old, uh, under that set of rules, if, if there was an NOL generated in that year, uh, they could not use the um, NOL, the, the previous rules for NOL carrybacks, which would have been back two years and forward 20. Uh, and, and furthermore, that loss then would have been subject to um, the 80% limitation going forward um, in terms of ability to offset taxable income. And so they fixed that, if you will, too, where they said that really wasn't Congress said, that's not really what we intended. We intended that for, for that unique situation, that that should have fallen under the old rules. And so a loss generated in that year um, should be able to be carried back to two years and then, um, and then would be carried forward for 20 years. Um, so there's a, a deadline for filing uh, 1139 to carry back for, for that unique 
tax year set of circumstances and which happened to be uh, based on um, 120 days after the law, the CARES Act was enacted. And that's what makes it July 27, 2020. Now why they couldn't make those two dates the same, you know, as of June 30 uh, or, or make them both, you know, the end of July, I don't know, but that's, that's what we have. And do you think most uh, practitioners are aware of these dates that they know that they're coming? Certainly the ones in the larger firms probably are. Mm -hmm. uh, but again, I, I suspect, you know, when you look at um, the makeup of the membership for, for those that are in smaller firms, um, you know, they, they may not be, again, because they don't necessarily have the horsepower to keep up with it. You know, so they're, they may be behind in their reading. Um, or more specifically, they, they've been focused on helping their clients get PPP money. And do you have any advice for practitioners who are just trying to stay on top of these deadlines the best that they can, but find themselves struggling? Well, you know, what I would say is um, if they haven't, it, it certainly helps to have relationships with, uh, with bigger firms from a variety of, of perspectives. And, and while not the topic of, of this podcast, you know, certainly there's a succession planning element there. Um, where, you know, what are they going to do in their practice at some, you know, when they're ready to leave. But in the short run, it's, you know, having relationships with, with bigger firms that allow them to, you know, be able to call them and, and get the content that the bigger firm is, is putting out there because they're doing the heavy lifting. And at Rain Associates, we, I work with probably a half dozen smaller firms across the state as well as out of state. Um, in, in that type of capacity. Um, and, and that really helps them leverage, you know, the horsepower that they have within their own firm. Great. And was there anything else, Chris, that you think members need to know uh, about the CARES Act? Yeah, I guess the final maybe piece to, to bring up is, is the, the so-called retail um, depreciation fix. And, and that was um, because that, that can impact, um, uh, you know, whether you have an NOL in 2018 uh, or 2019. And, and that was under the Tax Reform Act, there was a, a glitch in the, the way the law was drafted. And um, what would qualified leasehold improvements or so-called qualified improvements um, that should have had a 15-year life to them uh, and therefore been eligible for bonus depreciation in 2018 um, or 2019. When, when that law was passed, it, it was written such that they were excluded. And so therefore the only option that was available was to depreciate those assets over 39 years, which is just as an example, if you had a, you know, a, a, a fixed asset addition of $10,000 that was a qualifying uh, met the definition of qualified improvement property under the uh, the glitch before it got fixed. Um, the best uh, case scenario was there would have been, you know, something on the order of $250 of depreciation available in 2018 if they put it in service, for example, in, in January of 2018, because they had to use a 39-year life. Um, the CARES Act fixed that and they fixed it retroactively. So now you can go back and you can amend tax returns uh, for 2018 
in particular, um, and and correct that. Um, and instead, um, now that it's eligible for 15-year life, you it also makes it eligible for 100% bonus depreciation, which means instead of getting a $250 deduction, in my example, you get the full $10,000. And so when you you know the reality and qualified improvement property, the cost of those things tends to be in you know magnitude of tens of thousands of dollars. So that can certainly be beneficial um, in generating cash flow. Um, final piece is, is AMT credits for C corporations. That um, the rules they were already um, on a schedule, if you will, of being able to get refunds on on AMT credits that have been carrying forward. Um, the uh, and basically it was 50% of the remaining balance per year up through I think the end of, of 2021 maybe um, the CARES Act accelerated that and said if you want to you can amend your 2018 C Corp return and claim 100% of those AMT credits so that's actual cash um, dollar for dollar for the remaining amount of the credit uh, and you do that using the same 1139 form um, which has the same June 30 deadline on it. Thank you to Chris for joining us to talk more about the CARES Act provision deadlines accountants should not miss. So what did you think of the episode? I'd love to hear your feedback. Let us know on whatever podcast app you're using to listen, or you can let me know at jsalerno, J-S-A-L-E-R-N-O, at ohiocpa.com. Thanks for listening.